Hello, thank you for tuning in to another episode with your girl, Sincerely Shatasia. And I am back at it again with another episode for your soul. So what I'm going to be discussing on this episode is the weight. Now, I wrote a blog um, a few years ago about waiting, waiting on the Lord and how that can be so uncomfortable for a lot of us if we are being honest, open and transparent about it, that it's hard to wait. Majority of us don't like to wait, especially when we live in a fast pace culture. Um, You know, we expect that our requests to be answered with quickness. You know, we like that quick, fast, in a hurry. We like that microwave type of response. You know, living in an instant gratification society, it's hard not to be impatient. Um, You know, let's be real. We're all impatient when it comes to something that we are anxious to receive. And that's what I want to talk about today. So waiting on God can not only be difficult, but sometimes it may even seem impossible. We want things to happen in our own timing, according to our own plans, but God does not operate on our own schedules and and expecting that he will just, you know, set and expecting that, you know, he will um, basically put us in positions to where we will be disappointed because we rely on our own um, understanding and not trusting in him fully with all of our hearts. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I hope that you are ready because waiting on the Lord is difficult. Anyone who says waiting on the Lord is easy, they lie. They lie. Don't believe them. Waiting on the Lord is difficult. Let's be real. Let's be open. Let's be honest. Let's be transparent because a lot of us may not be waiting for the same thing, but yet we are still waiting. A lot of us don't even like to wait for our lattes, our food, you know, waiting for someone to respond, waiting for our kids to clean up their room or whatever it may be. So we don't like to wait. And more we admit that, the more free we become because God knows that we don't like to wait. He can read our thoughts. He knows our hearts. He knows us intimately, even if we are not spending um, intimacy time with him. So when we're waiting on God, it means that our prayers can sometimes seem to be going unanswered because he's not responding to us in a timely manner that we want. This may cause us to wonder why, you know, the wicked seem to prosper and having the desires um, being delayed or our hope may become deferred. But the Bible says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him and do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. And that's in Psalms Um, chapter 37, verse seven. God has a greater perspective of life events and his perspective plans and schedules are perfect and holy because he is a perfect and holy God. The Bible tells us as for God, his ways is perfect. That's in Psalms 19, verse 30. If God's ways are perfect, then we can trust that whatever he is doing or is about to do and whatever, whenever his timing is, is also going to be perfect. Now, grasp that fact. Hold on to that because waiting on God is not only making um, us 
become more patient, but it also lessens the difficulties of us trying to figure out every step. And, you know, we become more joyful, we become more peaceful, and we have more wisdom whenever we wait. Last summer, um, or probably actually a few summers ago, I remember I prayed and asked Jesus to show me what my future husband would be like. After God showed me a sneak preview, I asked, you know, when would I meet my husband? And God's answer was wait. It was just wait. It's not the right time. I wasn't in the right position. You know, he's most likely not in the right position or whatever the case may be. So man can be disappointed to hear the answer wait. You know, that that could be disappointing for us because we want yes. You know, we want God to be our yes man. And sometimes he's like, no. Sometimes he's like, wait. And sometimes he is like, yes. But a wait does not mean a denial. It just simply means he just prepping, prepping us to be prepared for what we're praying for. It can also be become difficult when you know, when you see people that are dating or engaged or getting married when you're single, um, during this waiting season as being a single person, no matter if you're in a relationship and been in a relationship for 80,000 years and still not married, or if you're just newly singled or you're a single parent, uh, you know, during my single season, um, initially got placed on my heart, the name for my ministry. And that actually helped me to nourish and to treasure that because as I was waiting to receive what God has for me, um, when it comes to romantically, he also filled my heart with something else that I wasn't really thinking, but didn't think I needed, but I did need. So it helped me to focus more on my relationship with God, just giving just him giving me heavenly downloads for myself, my son, my child, my daughter, and, you know, just ministries that he is birthing within me, you know, during that time, you know, and at times it's hard, especially when holidays come around and loneliness kicks in, but God always reminds me, and I'm pretty sure he reminds you as well, that he's always going to be with us. You know, we all know that the Lord is never going to leave or forsake us. But sometimes, you know, we feel left out. Sometimes we feel forsaken, if we're honest. Sometimes we feel like, you know, the forgotten orphan child. But the Lord is like, no, I'm I'm always going to be here for you. You just have to gravitate towards me. You have to draw near. You have to draw closer and closer, even in those spots um, or areas or aspects of your life that, you know, you're vulnerable and you just don't feel that closeness of God because you don't have the tangible, um, you know, possession of it. You don't have someone to hold you or to talk to or whatever the case may be. So even while we are waiting for whatever God may be preparing for us or whatever our heart's desires is in this season, whether that be to be in a relationship or to wait for a business or a ministry or just, you know, whatever it is, you know what your desires are. But, you know, as God's chosen people, we choose to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And that's in Colossians chapter three, verse 12. It's easier it's an easier time to be compassionate and have 
um, kindness and be humble and gentle and patient when you know the ETA, right? Um, the estimated time of a revival makes you more compassionate, makes you more kind, and makes you more humble, and makes you more gentle. You have more patience when you know and you are expecting that. However, life in Christ is full of mysteries and thrills, but not all the time we will know, you know, when things will happen. He is a spontaneous God sometimes. You know, he's not going to tell us every step of the way, because honestly, if he did, some of us would run to the hills. We would hide. We would go into our caves. And that's not what God wants. He wants us to trust him. He wants us to walk by faith. He wants us to increase our faith. You know, we start with a grain of mustard seed, but he wants that mustard seed to grow into that gigantic tree. If you actually look and study that a mustard seed and the type of tree it grows into, its various roots, its roots are deep and its um, height is very tall. I think it's one of the tallest trees. But if you're anything like me, a perfectionist. You like to plan things out before you do things. Waiting on God can be one of the most or the least favorite things to do. Our patience is limited and we cause ourselves to be impatient with others, our, our, um, patient with ourselves, and also pay, impatient with God. Our faith can get tested on so many different levels. When God places us in a waiting season, he is teaching us patience and trusting in him. I call this the waiting room. Now, I know a lot of us have been in the waiting room in the hospital. It's the most uncomfortable, annoying, frustrating, and irritating place at times, especially when you're in pain. It can be very uncomfortable. Now, Putting this in a more spiritual perspective, when you are in the waiting room for an extended amount of time, let's say 10 years or so, he is, this is a preparation that he is doing. You know, there is preparation required to receive what we are requesting. If God answers our prayers while we are not practicing patience, then we're going to fumble and destroy what we're praying for. So God knows what he is doing. Some of us take the weight and after time it has passed, we see nothing change. We automatically assume God changed his mind and said no, which is completely wrong because he never said no. He just said, wait. And that's just the enemy feeding those lies into our head. Like he ain't tell you, wait. He said no. You made it up in your mind to say he said, wait. Because the enemy is very crafty and he is very tricky, especially if you are not in your word and you don't have any word in your spirit. So God does not, you know, renege like we renege. Um, so, you know, he's the same God. He never changes um, as far as his attributes and his characteristics. He never changes, but he does change his mind. Um in certain seasons. And when you read and study the Bible, you'll see that God would say one thing, but he would change his mind. Um, what came to my mind is King Ahab, you know, after King Ahab repented, God changed his mind and not to bring destruction immediately during Ahab's um, time of reign. It actually occurred the following king, I think it's Josiah, I believe. Um, but yeah, so he changes his mind when it comes to 
executing judgment in a certain time. So, you know, especially if you repent, you, he automatically going to change his mind because he doesn't contradict himself. You know, if you repent from your sins, then he forgets it. But there is still consequences to our sins, whether we reap those consequences or the generations after us or our children or whatever the case may be. One thing I've learned during my waiting season is to focus on my relationship with God and ask what he needs me to do while I'm waiting on him to answer my prayers. Now, we're not always going to like what the Holy Spirit reveals to us, but it's all for our good. The Bible tells us, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who are called according to his purpose. And I'm pretty sure y'all know that's Romans 8.28. If you truly trust and believe that everything that God has for us is for us and he does it for our good, according to his plan and his purpose, we can't become, um, we can't become impatient during the process. But in reality, we do. Why do we become impatient during the process? Is it because our culture tells us and shows us otherwise? We all can become impatient. Um, when you're a child of God, we must renew our minds and place our faith and trust in him daily. During my season of singleness, I've learned the more time I spent with God, the less my mind was focused on my marital status, my financial status, my financial um, you know, desires and goals and a career and, and, and things like that. I didn't focus on how dry my DMs and phone is. You know, God reveals things to me about myself that I ignored or was unaware of. For years, once I acknowledged that I needed to redirect my attention and focus solely on healing from emotional wounds from my childhood, childhood and adolescent stage and even young adult, then God revealed my calling and showed me that the next the next steps that I needed to take. Waiting on God can be difficult when you're outside of his will. His promises to us is to give us desires of our heart. The key to this is to first, we must be obedient to him. When Moses spoke to the Israelites in Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 to 2, he told them to obey the Lord and carefully follow all of his commands. If we can obey God while we're praying to receive something, it makes us think that we will receive the reward, right? For example, let's say you enter into a sweepstakes to, and you went an all expense paid vacation um, cruise to Jamaica, okay? Now, this is the requirement. The requirement is that you must be at the Miami airport by 10 a.m. Friday. However, you did not obey the instructions and arrived at 1030 and missed your shuttle to the boat. Now, you might have to wait another lifetime to get a free vacation again <laughs> because we don't obey the commandments of God. 
because we didn't follow the instructions and we plan and we didn't plan ahead, we missed out on the best vacations. I think that is the best blessings that God has for us. Not saying that he can't bless us beyond our, you know, our thoughts and our desires and things like that. But whenever we are obedient and we follow his instructions, then we receive what he had, the best he has for us. This happens um, when we don't want to wait on God and we choose to do our own thing. We choose to date that person. God has given us so many red flags and said, nope, you need to take it slow or you need to just let them go. If you can't trust God with all your heart and you lean to your own understanding, how do you expect your waiting season to be productive and prosperous? I like what it says in Matthew 6, verse 33, but seek, but first seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given unto you. Even through our waiting on God, and it can be difficult. However, his promises to us will constantly renew our strength. Since our culture is so fast paced, it makes our waiting season even more challenging at times. As humans, we become more impatient, irritable, weary, frustrated, the list goes on and on. If we're real, sometimes we try to do God's job like he really needs us, you know. (laughs) In some cases, the Lord's answers to our prayers are immediate. But what I've learned is he answers our prayers immediately when we're in his will, we're intimate with him, and we're obedient, and we are standing before him righteously. And righteously not mean by our works, because our works are filthy rags, but righteousness meaning that we have repented, we have presented our bodies as living sacrifices, and whatever the Lord tells us to do, we are obedient to that, even if it doesn't make sense, because the Lord just be telling us to do some crazy things. At least me, I can't speak for you, but I know for myself and people I have listened to and spoke to, you say, the Lord say you do something, you be like, that don't make no type of sense. Why am I even doing this? So I've learned to just be obedient and, you know, it may not be on my timing. He may answer it right there immediately. He may answer it three months later, but, you know, once I've learned to be obedient and just submit myself, the more it makes my waiting season easier. And the more I begin to just focus more on him and desire him more. And the more I desire to be with him, the more I desire to help his people, the more I desire to just enjoy this, this walk and this journey, then it takes away the, um, frustration, the impatientness, the irritableness, and, you know, and all that stuff that comes with just being outside of God's will and being outside of what he has for you. So I hope that this helps you. And I pray that the Lord will become, um, you know, your man or your woman in that sense, when you're dating, that you become more intimate with him, like you focus more on him, like he is your first love and you be focused more on him, that you focus more on what he is calling you to do more than your business, more um, than your own heart's desires, that you delight in the Lord more and more. And then he'll take, you know, those desires and 
that focus from worldly things and that you begin to store up your treasures in heaven. And even though God is not just in good and intangible things, that he is good in in, um, tangible things as well. So he does not just give us tangible blessings, but he also stores those this um, sacrifices and obedience and everything he tells us to do and tangible rewards in heaven whenever we take our last breath on earth and get to reap the rewards in heaven because of what we sacrificed and um, our obedience to him while we were on this earth. So I hope that makes sense. And I hope that helps you guys, because as we're going into the holiday seasons with Thanksgiving around the corner and Christmas and New Year's and um, what Valentine's Day and all that good stuff, but just be patient, just be patient, just enjoy the journey. Um, whether you are single, dating, courting, married, divorced, whatever your marital status is, whether you're employed, unemployed, part time, full time, no benefits, some benefits. I hate my job, I'm miserable, <laughs> whatever it may be. Um, there is a purpose in um, your position where God has placed you in the in this season. So just be faithful, just be faithful, just be obedient um, and just enjoy the journey, the ups, the downs, the in-betweens, the unknown, the known, all of it, because you may not know what God is protecting you from. And I'm sure we all heard it. Rejection is just protection. Um, you know, God sees the heart while we are just looking at the outward appearance. And the more God works on your heart, he's also working on the hearts of those that you are going to be connected to, or if you're already connected to them. So God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Until next time, deuces. Shalom.